The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of Jibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us, follow us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house today, 1400 by Eldersley E. That's what's up. Hello. Hi. We are here with Catherine Elder. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yes, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> we are so happy to have you here today. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, yep. my name is Catherine Elder, and I am the chef and owner, along with my husband, at Eldersley Farm, and now 1400 by Eldersley in the Wichita Art Museum, which is the newest piece of the growth of what we get to do within the community. 1500 is in the art museum right upstairs. We had our soft opening on March 9th, and we are just thrilled to be able to serve the community in a beautiful new space overlooking the river. It is actually the only riverfront restaurant in Wichita. That is exciting. Fun. Yes, and we're so ready to enjoy all the spring colors and watch as the seasons change. Yes, and in fact, you just had the real opening as well. Yes. yes. We started with a little soft opening and got to invite some of the art museum's particular sponsors and mm -hmm. community members, board members, and then on March 9th, we opened to the public. Yeah. We are reservations recommended but not required, so it's really fun to get a really diverse group of individuals through the restaurant. I love that. So I want to make certain, since Don and I missed the actual opening, that our names are always on the reservation list. Mm -hmm. Pick your day. You it. It. I always have my name ready to yes. go whenever I say whenever when I show, I show up. up, it's because I have a reservation. <laughs> right. Got, Got it. it. Okay, good. <laughs> so how long, so you guys own the farm and yes. now you've opened up 1400. So yes. let's talk a little bit about 1400 and what in inspired you to open up this new riverfront location? Sure. An incredible opportunity, an invitation to go into the space and renovate, update, and take a little bit of what we do on the farm and bring it into town to a broader audience. It's been an in incredible process working with the museum and within the community, being able to, well, I'll tell you just a little bit about the farm to start, the way yes. that the culinary picture and the hospitality side of Eldersley works is it began to showcase some of the 
vegetables that my sister-in-law was growing on the farm, as well as the blackberries that were growing there, and kind of evolved from there. We now source from over 27 local growers and purveyors, and many of whom are within 10 to 15 miles of the art museum, actually. Um, And we love the opportunity to bring seasonality, locality to the table, as well as just a very intentional look at how service functions, how our teams function, to make sure that we're elevating culture, not just within the community, Mm -hmm. but within our own team. That's really important. Yeah, I love that, that you're using the things that are from the farm over to the restaurant. That's a really big deal. And, you know, that is what I know the farm for blackberries Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the goats yes and the goats and the goats yeah Yeah. what's the deal with the goats the deal with the goats (laughs) and they just keep multiplying which is its own special adventure we have a bunch of newborns april we'll have some more uh just the second round of kids born but we have a very small dairy where we do very intentional production of farmstead cheeses all of our goats a lot of times you know you'll see the packaging on nice cheese and Mm -hmm. you see the barn and the goat and they're all happy and sunshine but we aim to make sure that we're bridging the gap between how the animals are actually raised and treated in terms of how they are outside we have a you know our goats go these girls are out all the time grazing on grass and they're very intentionally cared for it's been an a really fascinating process. My husband is responsible for the dairy and creamery, but we have now settled on our flagship cheeses, the West Fork, which is an aged Gouda cheese that is, and this is all over the menu at 1400. It's in the mac and cheese, it's on the melted sandwich, all the different things. Right. And then the Caprino Fresco, which is a more kind of what you think of that zesty, spreadable goat cheese. And then my personal favorite is the cloudy, or excuse me, Cloverdale, which is a Brie-style cheese, yep. young age, just really, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, sounds amazing. So you, so you have all goats, no cows? All goats, no cows. So you have goat milk? We do. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, they have it all. Yeah. They have yeah. it all. And Go so ahead. these things are on the menu. Okay. And so let's talk about your decision to, have you always been a chef? I have not. My formal training was in opera and chemistry. Oh, can you sing a little something for mm. us? <laughs> <laughs> and then mix up a little How something. How long is the podcast? <laughs> well, you could, but as long as she doesn't have to <laughs> jump in, I it'll be okay. To sing with no, her. No, 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 no. We're no. all three going to sing. Oh, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that's where I have yeah, to say yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has see. her limits. There you go. <laughs> no, that's really awesome. So it let's is. talk about how did you decide that you know what, I am going to become a chef. The I had been in school for opera and chemistry, very seemingly disparate things, but now it's kind of all come full circle. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But after college, I, um, and typically people when they're 25 don't have an opportunity to just kind of pause their life and yeah. rethink all of their decisions. I got in a bad bike wreck actually oh. and derailed where I was headed in my career pursuing pharmacy actually at that point. Mm. And then I was teaching science at the time and then I married my husband mm. who's awesome okay. and I followed him out to the farm and kind of getting settled in out there we very quickly decided with the blackberry production to make a U-Pick 
just the way because we have such a small blackberry patch mm-hmm. realizing like this is a really awesome thing we'd like to invite our friends invited their friends and then the you pick side of well not side now it's just a you pick yeah. bramble mm. took over and took off and I was not particularly content to just check people in, so we started making breakfast, and my sister was growing vegetables, and so we did dinner series to showcase her vegetables. I grew up in a very culinary-interested household. We talked about food all the time. Everybody in my household cooked. There was rarely something you could just find, like after school, you couldn't just grab a snack. It was you made food, and it spiraled from there. I just never stopped cooking. Very and nice. now here we are. Here we are with a full restaurant on the river. I know. It's beautiful. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. You've been in business a few days, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you had your farm for a while, or have your farm for a while. Yes. What's the culture at the farm? Did that transcend to the restaurant? Yes. The culture at the farm, we're very dedicated to showcasing lo- local ingredients, very intentionally pursuing the health of the producer, whether it is a grower, the goat, the Mm. bramble itself, the soil, and then translating that first into our team and making sure that what you experience as a guest in our restaurant or on our farm, that you're experiencing an outpouring of a very intentional curated opportunity to celebrate these ingredients, the stuff of Kansas, and what they have to offer in a really lovely way that's delivered through immaculate service. But again, that service has to extend first from, you know, the chef to cook and us within our teams, from us with a respect for the grower and the producer, and then out of that in a healthy setting, that then translates into a really lovely experience for you as a guest, as we we hope. Wow. And you've mentioned it a couple of times, and sorry if I'm not at that level, but you said bramble twice. What's a bramble? A bramble is the amalgamation of blackberries. So Uh it's a, you know, an apple orchard, blackberry, bramble. Excellent. Excellent. So do you believe that culture, now that you've opened your business for a couple of weeks, I believe, (laughs) is that transcending or you still need to make that part of the restaurant? No, it's definitely, it's come with us into the space. The opportunity to expand our team and to hire on more individuals and to particularly grow young people, Mm -hmm. I think is is really incredible. But we have a strong enough heartbeat, I think, that it's translated very easily within our teams. We have a very intentional, small leadership group that we all love what existed at the farm and so now it's translating very naturally into the museum it's also not just translating but is also reinforced and celebrated by the artfulness of the space itself and the patrons who are very intentional about supporting the museum also see the benefit in building local culture in the same way that that we do and so it's it feels like a very natural partnership that then infuses our team very naturally, which mm-hmm. is a huge gift. I know that sometimes culture building can be really difficult right. within companies. So when I know you were approached to come over there, what sure. gave you the confidence or audacity to think <laughs> you could do it? 
that's a big deal. It was, but it also the timing. I have an incredible assistant. We have such an amazing culinary team. Our front of house is unmatched at Eldersley and thinking through the existing individuals on our team and the kinds of people who show up asking to participate, it was very easy to say yes. Very easy to say yes. And the full circle-ness of having started, you know, as I was in my first opera when I was 11. Oh, wow. And so having that, the arts come full circle for me was just a super exciting thing to, to think about. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Go so, ahead. Well, I just wanted to, so you talked about the front end of house and just mm-hmm. if you would, for our listeners, please kind of describe, because it's really a full production when you go to a restaurant and eat. Sure. And people don't recognize the business side of that, right? You have the front of the house, the back of the house, you sure. have all the things that make that happen. Yes. Can you describe as to what the front of the house is, the back of the yes. house and how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So the front of the house implies anyone working front-facing with customers, from the host to the bartender to the service staff to any busing, any additional staff in that realm. The back of the house includes, you know, myself as chef or if I'm in the front as maitre d', but in the back then you have your entire culinary team as well as the dishwasher. Now, one of the things that is not necessarily unique to restaurant culture, but in my estimation, absolutely critical to building healthy restaurant culture is that it's treated like offense and defense on a really Mm -hmm. amazing sports team rather than front and back. Because in what, what starts to happen as that, you know, as those two kind of entities who are faced with very different demands you know uh, in the front you have the you're charged with the customer and i operate a chef-led organization and i you know it all starts with the literally with the carrot for me i believe very strongly that there there is no food that i can make to overcome poor service Mm. Mm. however if i make a mistake and you're an amazing server it you can cover for me because the experience is so human and it starts with the human interaction and then that human interaction is substantiated with these with the food itself that starts with the visual and then you have to have the follow-through of the flavors and all that so yeah does that that answer your question no it does i just i think people get so wrapped up in the coming into a restaurant and not understanding the business side of it, that there are so many different elements. Mm-hmm. People just, you know, it's not you just in the back cooking something, here's your plate, right? Sure. There's different sure. elements yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. understanding, you know, quick kitchen math or mm-hmm. understanding the ordering process and what that looks yeah. like. And <laughs> Well, it, and particularly depending on how you're sourcing for your restaurant, it's, you know, I write menus in a very flexible way so that if Josh Malello, who's a grower, at Strong Roots Healthy Farming, if his carrots failed, we're not just ordering carrots, we're finding something else and we're constantly being creative with those ingredients so that we can continue to keep a lot of our buying power local. Mm-hmm. Restaurants are responsible for an obscene amount of the economic activity in a community. And I think that as we, you know, if, and we have such an incredible 
group of individuals in Wichita who are dedicated to that same process of of locally sourcing things intentionally so that we can keep building up our own community, not just extending wow. out to wherever. You talk about that ecosystem and how important it is. So I'm curious, um, what do you find that's unique about the Wichita ecosystem, business ecosystem? Because you're, you're what you're doing and assisting other growers or other people who are within that ecosystem is so important. So can you yeah. expound on that a little bit? Well, and I think, uh, sure. I think that if, you know, if each person with any, and we all have some semblance of control over what that ecosystem looks like, regardless of if you're the owner of a restaurant or you're working on the line, the way on the line in the kitchen is where a cook is prepping, for example. But I think that that ecosystem, particularly in somewhere like Wichita, we still carry these remnants of the historicity of how Wichita started in the bread belt, pulled up from the bootstraps. And there's a thriftiness and a flexibility, I think, that we have within our community mm -hmm. that's unique. I've had the great pleasure of being involved with some of the some programming with the James Beard Foundation and seeing kind of it's it just the what ends up feeling a bit like a rat race on the coasts I never would have been able to start as a self-taught teeny weeny farm chef and grown to the you know what we have now if I was trying to hustle in LA right I just there's not room for me and right that space. Yeah. Yes, but I think that here we still have a very special sense of awareness of one another and of community, of how we each contribute to one another's lives that I think we as Wichitans have a lot to offer in terms of building the health of these institutions. The restaurant industry is not particularly known for great mental health or really mm. solid wow. careers it's more it's pretty rough and people get jobs and then they jump around from job to job yeah and i but i think that here we have an incredible opportunity um given i mean so many factors but even something is simple and not simple when you really get down to it it's it's absolutely critical but the cost of living mm -hmm. to be able to make a living wage and move up in a very small restaurant that you just don't have elsewhere, you know, elsewhere, yes. But if you're thinking about comparison of here to somewhere like Chicago or New York or sure, sure. even Kansas City is it's just a little it maybe a little faster, not faster, but I just, we have a really special spot, y'all. Love it. Excellent. Thank you for going over that. Well, friends, it's time to hear for a word from our sponsors. We'll be back to hear more of 1400 by Eldersley. Seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now. It's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure, one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it. So you can focus on what matters most. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. 
As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T dot com. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Catherine, and she's telling us a little bit about the wonderful restaurant that she has just opened up and where Don is going to be a sous chef on the line. <laughs> and he's like, and It no. will just close down. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, you've been at this and, you know, starting any new venture can be extremely stressful, right? You're putting your time, your efforts into this to make certain that it'll succeed. How are you balancing that act of work-life balance? Is that a thing? It is an aspiration okay. for us all. <laughs> no, but I think part of the reason you asked me previously what gave you the audacity to say yeah. yes to this kind of project, mm-hmm. and it's my team. I have an incredible team, I both at work and at home. My parents and my husband's parents both live in town, so we have the benefit of wow. phone a friend yeah. On yeah. <laughs> with some regularity. Yeah. But we also have two little kids. Our daughter's 10 and our son is 8. And so there is a, I have the benefit of a necessary guardrail because of my kids. Because like, they're amazing. Yeah. And I love them more than all of it. So that helps provide the motivation to step back as necessary. And then also knowing, like, as you, as you work with a team, as we all continue to establish these habits in a new space and also build trust together. But I mean, every new employee that we've had the pleasure of bringing on for 1400 has just been a sheer delight. Uh, And so it's made it easier as necessary to step away. So with that, you said you had the pleasure of phoning a friend and having that support system. Can you maybe speak to or you know, speak to who you might admire or who you draw inspiration from to keep going. I see your kids as a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. I met a woman in, it was the before times, so in 17, 2017, who caught wind of the fact that we had a Blackberry farm. Her husband was in town for his work, and she came with him on a trip, came out to the farm, wanted to see the blackberries, and she was in the horse barn, actually, at the time. And my father-in-law, who is everyone's biggest enthusiast, called, and she was like, you've got to come meet this woman. She's a really big deal in food. And I was like, okay, great. Ran out there, out of the kitchen, met her. She was absolutely incredible. And, of course, went back inside, Googled her, and she was the interim president for the James Beard Foundation. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And then a year later, I went to visit her in San Francisco. Uh, and it just, it, she has been essentially my fairy godmother in the Aww. culinary world. She's introduced me to so many other incredible, particularly women chefs. Uh, her name is Emily Lucchetti, but one in particular also, Kathleen Blake. She, I called her probably a week ago after a longer day and I said if I'm so glad to know your children because she has four kids she's been a restaurant owner James Beard award nominee incredible busy big restaurant in Orlando and her kids are amazing 
And so to have those examples of people who have done what you aspire to do with a well-rounded life is just awesome. I so, love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And so the chamber, you're on this wonderful podcast yes. right now. <laughs> you're a member. And, you know, what? you open up a new restaurant sure. and you have this membership with the chamber. Uh-huh. What benefits do the chamber bring to you, an organization like yours? I think that there's so much. As I settle in as a chef, a restaurateur, I'm a huge advocate for mentorship. Mm-hmm. I There is no way I would have been able to get very far Um one restaurant, let alone into the art museum without incredible mentors and the support of the community. And what the chamber represents is this vast resource and advocacy for my restaurant through other professionals who understand so many different aspects of the business community. You don't have to do a focus group. You can call someone or connect through the chamber so that you can, that we as this amalgam of restaurants and offices and all the different businesses that we all rely on to make our lives go, Mm -hmm. I can call on so many within the chamber to, to seek counsel and to learn from, as well as just the ability to build community together. It's the many hands make light work. And I think that is something that the chamber is doing beautifully in Wichita. Wonderful. Excellent. So uh, you just opened a few weeks ago. I need you to look in your crystal ball and tell me exactly what you're going to be doing five years <laughs> exactly. from now. <laughs> I don't think I'll be in Barbados. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I think this next step into 1400 and just seeing on a daily basis, being able to observe from my little corner within the art museum the vast diversity and opportunity within our community, I think is super exciting. And I, as the restaurant settles and the farm continues to hum along, I think that there's a huge opportunity to get into the community more and to, um, you know, just seeing all of the touring school groups through the museum in particular, I want to give every single one of those kids a radish and tell Mm. them about a radish and what it is and how it was grown. I think that there's a big deficit in uh, often in just the exposure to healthy ingredients among kids. And so I think that's something that would be a goal to be able to engage more Mm -hmm. with the community in that way from, you know, especially from, you have a captive audience, they're all right there. They're in there, (laughs) so just lure them in. One more question before we sure. have some fun, because you've been dealing with Ebony long enough, and <laughs> even you have your limits. I get that. But, of course, I'm not familiar with a kitchen, but uh, I'm going to name four. I think they're chefs. They might be re- restaurateurs. I don't know the difference. But uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Guy Fieri. Okay. Martha Stewart. Rachel Ray. Which okay. one are you like? Or if I didn't mention the right one, who are she you? She said I... I'm me. I know, no, but I mean. <laughs> let's get this straight. Uh, no. I know. I prefaced this work. None what? of the above, okay? No. Did I miss? Or is there anyone out there that you really, not admire, but you pattern or you take little bits from? Oh, all of them. Okay. You take, I, I'm i a cherry picker. I'm going to go okay. around and I'm going to take the 
everything I can get from you and you and try to emulate it. I don't know. Well, let's rephrase that then. If you had your choice to be dined or somebody cook for you, who would that be that you just have to have their dish? If there's somebody out there besides your own. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. You heard about Chef Ego's huh? yeah. <laughs> um, well, Is there anybody who said, ooh, um, I'd love to be there or at their restaurant yeah. or... I don't... That is a hard question. Okay. We'll um, get, we, I think that there are so many... I listened to this amazing podcast, and it was by the, um, the New York Times food reviewer. Okay. And he was talking about during COVID when they did away with the stars and then he started eating in these different, like you go here for this particular experience and you ate in Batali's restaurant and everything was perfect. Or you, you sat next to Thomas Keller and it was this perfect experience. But then like there, there's a young woman who works with us that makes the most incredible tamales, and I want to go nice. to her mm. family's party. Right. You know, awesome. so it's just awesome. that. Awesome. Okay. It's, it's all worth so much in different realms, and particularly in the culinary world, I think. Excellent. There's so many different opportunities to celebrate culture or have your very fancy moment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hey, that's cool. That's cool. I'll I'm, eat it all. You eat it. Nice. Now it's time for some fun some engagement. Fun. Gonna do word association. I give you one word. You oh, give gosh. me one. To say, okay. Uh, you ready? They always get Are that. Are you ready? That's the real question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The listeners yeah. ready. <laughs> Good luck. That's uh, not wrong because it's your word. So okay. are you ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Leader. Emily. Success. Peace. College. Oof. That's the word. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no. we'll go with that. No. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Okay. Failure. Opportunity. <laughs> Entrepreneur. George. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Italy. Hero. Martha. Wichita Chamber. Alliance. Family. Worth it. Fun. Bike. And this should... Ooh, mountain. Oh. <laughs> and this should be interesting. You got to tell the truth, too. Okay. Beverage. Coffee. Coffee. I thought you were going to come up with this nice wine, exactly. you know, that's going to pair well yeah. well with your goat cheese. Yeah. That you can only that's a Trion Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Okay, that you can only are. get at fourteen hundred. There you go. That's <laughs> right. I have one word for you. Yes, yeah. radish. Ooh. You talked about radishes. Learning. Learning. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Truly appreciate you hanging out with us Thanks and for de- having me. dealing with Ebony. It is oh, what it is. Welcome to my world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here and having Thanks this so wonderful conversation. Okay. We look forward to supporting that business and being there as often as we can. Perfect. With your reservation. With my every reservation. Day. Who's going to put your day. face on the host stand? You should. You should. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> Don, you can come with her. No, okay. no he can't. I'm just like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> afterthought, but I'm good with that. Uh, all right, <laughs> friends. Well, we hope to see you there at the restaurant overlooking the river. Yeah. We'll see you at 1400. If you would, please like and share this podcast and share it with any of your friends or circle of influence. Until next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.